Welcome home. This is Audio EXP for the 10th of April 2021. And the title of this episode is Should We Campaign for Pump Stat? Last week I admitted that I found it hard to get my head around that it was April 2021 already. Okay, I accept that's the case. Frankly, stranger things are going on in life than the relentless but predictably linear march of time. I mean, how much would you pay for a comic book? What if it was extremely desirable and rare? Would you pay $3.25 million for it? Well, that's what an anonymous buyer paid for a mint condition Action Comics 1. That's the comic book in which Superman made his first appearance. And while the comic book is in mint condition, it's not the first time it has been sold. And whoever the seller is, in this case, is believed to have pocketed $1 million in profit. If you've got cash to burn, the Hasbro Pulse Fan Fest happened online yesterday. It was much better than before, because it wasn't locked to the US only. My favourite announcement was for the Wedge and Chili's X-Wing helmet, which you can already pre-order here in the UK. However, the big money announcement was the self-transforming Optimus Prime robot as a collector's edition. That will cost you nearly $700 from Hasbro Pulse. Hasbro Pulse started as Hasbro's own Kickstarter-like platform, but it seems just to be a shopfront with pre-orders right now. The other fundamental change to Hasbro Pulse is the platform does not boot you if it suspects you're not in the US either. Progress, right? I mean, not that long ago, Hasbro wouldn't let people not with a US IP address watch a broadcast or even check out the Hasbro Pulse site. Now, anyone can watch, and here in the UK, there's even a version of the Pulse platform. You can use incognito mode on your browser, claim to be in the US, and eyeball the specs on that Optimus Prime. I hope progress like this continues. Here's another thing I hope for, but might not get. I want the phrase pump stat to take off. Listen, it's nothing seedy, so let me explain. I'm at the online RPG convention Compulsion today. It's Edinburgh's local tabletop gaming convention that's gone online. Say hi if you see me, or we can pop onto Geeknator's Discord for a chat. Now, I've done a few of these online conventions, and I've noticed the phrase dump stat was used pretty much all the time, and everyone understood what it meant. It's the stat that you sacrifice so that your character can be great at something else. I noticed no such uniformity on the name of the stat which you become great at. What's the opposite of dump stat? Perhaps foolishly, I set up an open poll on a large Facebook D&D community and asked that question. Here are some of the sanitized results. Main stat, that got 224 votes. Primary stat, 158 votes. Key stat, 24 votes. Flex stat, three votes. Hero stat, one vote. Pump stat, one vote. I'll admit, I hadn't even considered pump stat as a phrase until I saw it nearly hidden there in the bottom of the list among all the joke ideas submitted to the poll for a laugh. But 
it immediately rang true with me. If we're going to have dump stats, let's also have pump stats. We can use phrases like pick your pump and dump and say them too loudly in the pub and attract even more odd looks than the clatter of D6 usually does. So what do you say? Should we campaign for pump stat to become a thing? Oh, on that note about D6 making a noise as he bounces between beer glasses, I have a solution. I think it's worth checking out rollwithme.xyz. It's a room-based online dice roller. And by room-based, I mean you get a URL when you use the free site that you can share with anyone. Those people then roll virtual dice and the results are seen by anyone else looking at that same URL. It's a virtual dice in a virtual room situation. And virtual rooms and virtual dice aren't a new concept. But Roll With Me has a few other excellent features such as named rolls and quick keys plus an X card system and all for free and on a slick interface. Sending Stone is another website discovery this week which is also worth knowing about. Do you use Discord, Google Meet or Telegram for your voice and video even when you're using a virtual tabletop? And if you do, is that because the quality of the video features on the virtual tabletop isn't good enough? That's the problem Sendingstone is trying to solve. Yes, Sendingstone has a modest virtual tabletop but its focus and features are audio and visual. It has AR masks for your face, just like Snapchat does. The ability to add background audio and other similar tools. You can find the link to both Sending Stone and Roll With Me in this podcast transcription via the show notes link. Sending Stone isn't free though, but it does have a free test system. Look, I promise I won't start on subscription models and marketplaces in the economy of tabletop games. But I will quickly mention that the flavor text subscription site Describe now has a Foundry virtual tabletop module. Foundry breaks with the VTT business models by not having a subscription and offering a one-off fee instead. Describe has gone the other way, not giving away flavor text for free but charging a monthly cost for it. Anyway, there's a competition organized by Describe to give away a Foundry license and you don't need to spam your friends to enter it. So I'm pointing out here. And by the way, there is a competition channel on the Geek Native Discord where I do occasionally share competitions not part of Geek Native. Following on from how Describe and Foundry are challenging traditional models in RPGs, let's briefly talk about Incoming Call. That's an RPG that also does things differently. You don't need a virtual tabletop or even money as it's a free download from SR16. You can play by yourself or with two others. You use your phone to either call someone or record a voice log. In the game, you are a colonist alone in space and you're phoning your counselor. Then you're calling or leaving a message for a loved one or an anchor on earth. It's a horror game though, one that explores loneliness and isolation. Each night, something happens that you as a colonist randomly determine and then get to invent a spooky story around for your counsellor. And with that in mind, SR16 recommend ringing your fellow players up late at night for added spook. Incoming Call 
is a game that made me think of Alice is Missing, a silent RPG played with text messages. I predict we will see more transmedia games like this as gamers get more confident, technology makes it more accessible, and the hobby grows. Chaos League has a Kickstarter for a game that looks intense and is equally non-traditional in format. It's called First They Came, and you play it blindfolded. The Kickstarter provides the audio assets for you to listen to and is set in Berlin during the Nazi persecution. The game doesn't need a GM, but it is best suited to three to five players in a one-shot. Frankly, I think it's a challenging era to explore, and doing it in darkness, listening to well-voiced scripts, sounds utterly intense. But, since we are well into the RPG segment, of this Highlights podcast, let's look at some promising new releases and announcements. And, oh by the way, the new release section in Routinely Itemized, which is the RPG-centric news summary on the blog, is working for me. Let me know if you have any thoughts on how to improve it though. First up, and out this week, is Modifius's highly anticipated Dune Adventures in the Imperium. I know, the phrase highly anticipated gets used a lot, but this 2D20 was in the top five for years in a row at N-World's annual survey on forthcoming games that people were looking forward to. And Free League Publishing also mentioned, rather than announced, that they have facing Mythic Britain in the pipeline. I did email them for more info, but they're being appropriately tight-lipped about the project. I must admit, I am slightly surprised that Vason is going to Britain. I don't have the game. I wish I did, but I couldn't afford it. But I do have the impression that a part of the attraction was to explore mythology that was slightly off the beaten track. And does British mythology count? Another book we're working on announcement comes from RTG and Cody Pondsmith. He's the lead designer on The Witcher tabletop RPG. The new book is A Tome of Chaos, and it will be a magic supplement for the game. Meanwhile, A Book of Tales is off to CD Projekt Red for approval and is expected to add some more non-human character options. Potentially big news is the confirmation of the Genesis-powered Twilight Imperium RPG. Don't get me wrong, a Twilight Imperium RPG is big news, but I'm only 80% sure it was confirmed this week. In the Twilight Imperium Codex from Fantasy Flight Games, there were two pages of text that ended with both a Genesis logo and an Edge Studios logo. It seemed to be casting a Mass Effect-style Spectre responsibilities for PCs in the game. So if that's not an RPG, then what is it? And why did Edge tweet about it? Well, it's due for summer 2021, so I guess we'll get confirmation of confirmation soon enough. There's also news about Dark Tower. That's a classic adventure. Goodman Games have announced they've bought it and will re-release it for Dungeon Crow Classics and D&D. That's good news all round, right? Well, probably. But there's a snag worth knowing about. Goodman Games bought it from the Judges Guild. The Judges Guild was a respected publisher, but has fallen out with most of the tabletop gaming community in recent years after unapologetic, racist, sexist and xenophobic statements from the current owner. Suffice to say, Goodman Games publicly cut ties with the company. So there is a little uncertainty as to why they are dealing with him again. My speculation is this. 
They are buying Dark Tower, not paying royalties on it. It's a one-off transaction to save the iconic property. Another exciting bit of license news comes out of Japan. For years, perhaps decades, two companies have been fighting over Macross and Robotech. What that series is called depends, in part, on which spin-off you're watching and from which part of the world. It's good news, though. Big West and Harmony Gold have agreed to stop fighting and to start cooperating. They each get some licenses. In practical terms, it means the forthcoming Robotech live-action movie might well now get some exposure outside Japan. Oh, I know, I know, it's complicated time for movies. Announced this week is the not-that-surprising news that the D&D movie has been delayed. Again. We can now expect it for March 2023. G.I. Joe Snake Eyes, Top Gun Maverick, Mission Impossible 7 and 8 are also delayed. However, the new look slate from Paramount now features a brand new and untitled Star Trek movie, so it's not all bad news. In the short term, there are some good looking shows coming out. The trailer for Netflix's Jupiter Legacy looks great. I think the superhero series will be the first project from Netflix's purchase of Miller World. Paraphrasing Mark Miller, the concept is this. Take two awesome people, like Wonder Woman and Superman, let them have kids, and then, when the time comes to retire, the now adult kids can take up the mantle of a superhero. But, what if those kids grew up to be Kardashian level of entitled awful? Another great looking trailer out this week is for Ghostbusters Afterlife. I think that movie was one of the first to get hit by COVID-19 and it must have been a task to keep us all interested in it, but I still am. The new trailer shows some cute but dangerous mini Stay Puffed Marshmallow Men coming to life. It's the big guns of Ghostbusters marketing and it's a thumbs up from me. Okay, let's start to finish a look at some of the bundles and deals worth knowing about. In Humble Bundle, there's a great manga selection that mirrors the anime spring release slate. Uh, Tokyo Revengers, To Your Eternity and Eden Zero, that's a sci-fi from the creator of Fairy Tale, lead the charge. At the Bundle of Holding, you can get a ton of content and all the core rules for the latest edition of Chivalry and Sorcery. At H, 10 bucks will get you at least 90 bucks worth of RPGs and many of them are from talented Latin American designers who are raising money to help out Tygo Rolum. You might not have many of these downloads. Uh, sadly, Rolum has been hospitalised due to COVID-19 and the insurance company is not paying up. That's a nightmare scenario for the family. Lastly, and entirely for free, there are a half dozen handy monsters from Handiwork Games' patron that have been compiled into a single PDF and made available via DriveThruRPG. It's DriveThruRPG's free download of the week. And on that note, let's wrap there, so please keep safe, stay clear of monsters, and we'll see you next week.